Once Upon a Time in Adequately Advanced Magic. Nick Faust, you see a familiar-looking elf. He's a little bit on the younger side. He has this silver-blue slicked-back hair underneath a baseball cap. He's followed by three others. You see a thin halfling female in a pinstripe suit wearing a parrot mask. You also see a thin but very curvy female elf in a very form-fitting dress, and, and she has a cat mask on. And you see a very thick, muscly human male, and he's wearing a giraffe mask. Lillian goes up towards the balcony and looks down at everybody, and he says, Hey, bras, thanks for coming to this investment party. We've got a super exclusive opportunity for you today. Unfortunately, we're just looking for three very special, very talented investors, brah. So today I have my best friends here to pick out our three lucky investors to be pitched in the conference room in the back area. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. The three of you head into the art room. Along the walls, you see there's various paintings. And in the center, there's a very large statue that is very pornographic. <laughs> Hercules shocked. Shocked at this. He averts his eyes. He's looking at art on the wall instead. Uh, do a constitution saving throw for a blush check. 16. You avert your eyes. Cyrus attempts to avert her eyes. Do you also want to do a blush check? Yes. <laughs> Oh, no. That'll be a nine. You fail. You blush. A a group of people in the corner laugh at you. How is that even physically possible? It's, like, extremely uncomfortable. Like, it's like the gaze of the statues is just very pointedly in the direction of anybody who enters the room. <laughs> just It just follows you around. Yeah, it's it's very unsettling. Guys, I can't get it to stop looking at me. There's a couple of people in the room. There's that group that I just mentioned who giggled at Cirrus. And there appears to be a lady surrounded by a bunch of other ladies. And it becomes very clear that she's... Well, how about everybody do an insight check? Insight. Seven. Seventeen. Negative insight, so that's a five. <laughs> Here, Kiri and Cirrus, the two of you just sort of gloss over this lady. I keep looking back at the statue. Yeah. Hercury is trying not to look. Yep. But he sort of really wants to. Cirrus's mouth is just agape at the statue. Beat red. Niklaus, however, you've seen these kind of people in the office. They're rumor mongers. Mm. Are there any men nearby? That that group? No, not really. Niklaus uh, mentally makes contact with Cirrus as they walk in. Since Cirrus, you see those group of women over there? What? Oh, uh, yes. They are going to be the masters of the gossip. Oh. Yeah, but 
they don't take kindly to the male persuasion intruding on their feminine gossip sharing time. Do you want to see if maybe you can join the hive, <laughs> so to speak? Okay. You may have to make up some juicy gossip to get your way in. Okay. Okay, here we go. I forgot to mention that there is also like a table of food here. So just grabs a, f- a bit more food before doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do exactly? All right, well, I go up to the gossiping ladies. What are they talking about when I go over there? Do a perception check. Okay. Come on, good rolls. Yeah, that's good. It's a 21. You see a group of two elves, a halfling, a gnome, and a human. As you approach, you can hear them gossip about the various peoples who are at the party. One of them does not appear to be saying much, and she's just really just people watching. Her eyes are on you as you approach. Do they happen to say anything about the people that we're interested in? No. Okay. Okay, Sirius walks up to them. Do they stop what they're saying? Yeah, they sort of stop, and they all sort of look at you, and there's like a split second of silence. And then one of the elvish ladies is like, I like your dress. Oh my gosh, thank you. I love your dress. Do a quick inside check. It's a 15. You're unsure if she actually likes your dress. <laughs> well, she might not be sure if I love her dress. The, uh, the elf continues to talk to you while the others go back to their conversation. The gnome in the back remains silent, but watching. Okay. And just so this isn't like a 100% serious situation, Hirker here and Niklaus, you guys can also like do other things while she's doing this. So we don't see any of the masked vips in this room, huh? That's correct. And it was just statue, the food, them, and just random assortment of other people? Yeah. Niklaus walks up to uh, Hirker with a small hors d'oeuvre plate, begins eating it. So what do you think we should do? I don't know. Should we check out the other rooms or look for other, uh, the investor people? Yeah. Do we see people going into the kitchen area or is it only staff going in there? It's mainly staff. You do see that elf from earlier. The one who's not wearing a mask but is still wearing a oh. rather like a, an ill-fitting suit. Come in and out every now and then. Come in and out of the kitchen? Yep. There's nothing like really stopping you from going into the kitchen. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, we could see what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah, we could say we're just uh, wandering about, and we happen to wander there. Yep. Yep, might as well take advantage of our time. Yep. The two of you head into the kitchen. Immediately, your attention is drawn to a very angry dwarf who's yelling at everybody to get their shit together. No one in here is actually really doing any cooking. The chef is essentially just casting the spell using Magitech, and then everybody else is just plating. It's mainly just workers in here. Do I see the the elf, the nervous elf? He is currently not in here, but you deduce that he might show up in like a couple of minutes. You see that some of the workers are talking amongst themselves. I try to listen in. All right, go and do a perception check. Natural 20. So 26 with bonuses. Wow. You see a you see a youngish female human talking to uh, an apparent male elf friend, and she's just like, oh my god, I really want to ask her for her autograph. I'm, I'm like 99% sure it's her. The guy responds, are you sure? Didn't, isn't she like in, in debt now? The woman responds, I mean, does it really matter? Her, I love her songs. Her has no idea what he's talking, what they're talking about, but he deduces that one of the three is a pop singer of some sort. Wait, one of them seemed to be female. Is it the cat? The cat mask one? Yeah, the, the parrot and the cat. Well, the guy continues, Well, I don't know. Are you sure it's her? 
she's she's wearing a mask. The angry dwarvish chef comes over and yells at the two for not working. <laughs> a lot of expletives are used. As the two workers are cowed, they hurriedly grab some platters to take out. And as the two of them leave, she sort of like mouths to her male coworker, I'm gonna do it. Okay, Hercure's gonna gonna follow surreptitiously to see where where she's going or what she's gonna do and who she's going to uh, ask. Yeah. The male server heads out into the foyer. Meanwhile, the female server heads over to the dining room. Roy, did you want to do anything? Nicholas will follow Hercure if he goes to the dining room. Okay. We cut back to Cirrus. Okay. The elvish lady that you're talking to, she continues. So, like, I've never seen you here before. Is this your first time? Yeah, it's my first time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get an invite sooner, but I guess, I guess better late than never. So what company do you work for? This is just like a typical DC conversation. Yes. <laughs> this yes. is literally every DC conversation. <laughs> yes, I got a little triggered for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're kind of like an up-and-coming startup firm. You probably haven't heard of us. We're, uh, we're <laughs> Black Cat Financial. Nice. Oh, what do you do there? C-suite, I'm assuming? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like a senior executive finance officer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? Uh, go ahead and do a deception check. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that was all 100% deception. As a 16. They rolled a 17. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I have not won one of these, and that was not a bad roll. <laughs> the, um... <clears throat> her eyes narrow. So so are you C-suite? You, you said you were a senior... Sirius changes the subject and says, Did you see who they had here earlier upstairs? That big muscly guy? Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the first time I've seen him here. I can't believe they got him. I've heard the craziest things about him. Oh yeah, what do you know? Well, this is only a rumor and you need to, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard he's way into cage fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? So, like, what, he just, like, fights people? In cages? Well, what even? Wow. <laughs> I know. Seriously, eat some more food. That was, that was good. That was good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do another deception check. Okay. She'll definitely fall for this one. It's a 19. Nice. Uh, she rolled a 14. Yes! Cage fight. Cage fight. <laughs> she believes you. Okay. No, she gives her an opening to share some hot goss that she's heard. Typically, the exchange. I don't know. The conversation grows awkward. And we cut back to Niklaus and Hirkir. The two of you burst through the kitchen, much to the chagrin of the, uh, the dwarf chef, who is tempted to yell expletives at you, but refrains from doing so. The two of you enter the dining room. And here there's this another several of these tables of food. On the north side of the room, you see that there's a doorway that apparently leads towards the back of the apartment. And you see at least two orcish guards standing by. And once again, there's several of these automata suits of armor decoratively placed around, but also for security purposes. (laughs) The crowd here is sparse. They haven't made it, like... People have been getting distracted as they head deeper into the apartment. Here you see 
parrot mask. And the uh, the server who was going to. Yeah. You see the female server from earlier head into the room and place some food onto one of the tables, and then she heads straight towards the parrot lady. Okay, Hercule's gonna try and uh, get closer to hear what she says. Mm-hmm. Niklas, what do you do? Niklas will try to get close enough to overhear, but he doesn't want to uh, be in the line of sight of Parrot Mask, if he can help it. Mm-hmm. Hercule, go ahead and roll a perception check. 16. You see that Parrot Mask is mid-conversation with a couple of partygoers. She looks extremely bored, but also sort of tense. The server goes up to her and whispers something in her ear. Do a quick insight check. 14. You see Parrot Mask, you see the nervousness of Parrot Mask intensify for a little bit, and then she moves away from the people with whom she was having this sort of apparently boring conversation with. Uh, And then like in the corner of the room, you see her do something. You're not exactly sure what. Is the server still there or? Yeah, Uh, she she went with the server into the corner of the room. Gotcha. And then the server quickly heads back into the kitchen. Is she, does she have to go by Herkir? Yeah. Okay, Herkir's gonna try and and get her attention and ask, ask her who that was. Some sort of, and she goes by, he'll sort of tug her sleeve and go, uh, Who was that? As you tug her sleeve, she looks surprised, and she says, Oh, can I, can I get you anything? Yeah, you were talking to the, the parrot mask. Who is she? You seem to know who she was. She turns bright red, and she says, Oh, uh, sorry, I'm, I, I can't talk about it. And then she tries to escape. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> Hercure casts Produce Flame on her head. <laughs> <laughs> and she heads back into the kitchen. Hercure's sort of left there, stunned, but he didn't know what to do. We cut back to Cirrus. Cirrus is practicing active listening skills. Yep, you're trying, <laughs> you're waiting for this woman to dish out, and she doesn't. Lame. She suddenly just turns around, ignores you, and starts talking to, like, to other people. Cirrus also starts trying to talk to the other people. It's like when you're in like a sort of like awkward circle, like, and you're sort of like trying to insert yourself into the conversation, but Ugh. people keep talking. Ugh. This makes me uncomfortable just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Take you back. Cirrus tries to get the attention of the elf lady again. She's very expertly dodging you. It's like, all right, but you'll want to hear what I have to say. The female gnome that has been watching the entire time catches your eye. Sirius waves at gnome and walks over to her. She says, Hi, uh, my name is Iris. What's your name? She says, Hello. I I don't think we're really supposed to be using our names here. Right, I'm sorry. Um, My name is not Iris. And I wink at her. Alright, well, not Iris. What can I do for you tonight? Oh, I I saw you watching me, and you seem interesting, and you seem like somebody who knows what's going on here, and has a keen eye for for what everybody's doing, and and good conversation, and you seemed like somebody who would be interesting to talk to. Well, I guess you're not wrong. What do you want to talk about? Well, I'll be straight. I'm really interested in getting in good with 
the giraffe muscle guy, but I really don't know anything about him. Well, I'll also be straight. For a price, I can tell you any information that you want. Hmm. Is this a monetary price or more of a I scratch your back and you scratch mine kind of price? Well, you see, I don't really know you, not Iris. Mm-hmm. And I did just see you tell a lie or two. I wouldn't call those lies. It was more like conversational grease. She snorts, and she says, So in this case, I'll accept anything that you have to trade, physically. Hmm. Like things, not like sexual favors. <laughs> I, no, I understand. Sirius has her clutch. Let's see. <laughs> we didn't bring anything with us. <laughs> Um, Joey, can I have the wand of smiles in my clutch? Sure, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> like, well, I do have this one thing. I pull out the wand of smiles. Oh, what does this do? It's a pretty rare item. Mine, and I've, I haven't used it yet. I haven't had the good opportunity, but you can force somebody to smile with it. Oh, this is from the olden days. Yeah, I have a supplier. They're pretty well connected. Interesting. Ah, interesting. You like interesting things. I'll take it. Sirius winces a little bit, but hands over the wand of smiles. She, like, doesn't let go the first time. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to- <laughs> Give it to me. Fine. And she says, so you wanted to know about Mr. Giraffe. Yeah, I wanted to know about Mr. Giraffe. What do you know? Well, I heard from one lady who heard from another lady how they tried to hit on Mr. Giraffe, but it seems like all he wants to talk about is about playing some sort of game. Sirius's eyes light up. Did they happen to catch the name of this game? Something about tanks and airplanes. <gasps> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. What What is a tank or an airplane? I really have no idea. No one ever has explained that. Anyways, that's what I heard. All right. Well, that that is interesting. And I'm assuming you know stuff about the other VIPs, right? Possibly. Alright, and I'm assuming a similar trade would be needed for information about them. Yep. Okay, I will keep that in mind. Well, well, thank you. This has been a lovely exchange. I'll see you around. Sirius walks away. Sirius thinks real hard and says, Niklaus, Niklaus, come in. Roger, Niklaus, do you read me? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. You don't have to... Uh, what? What is it? Okay, Could, uh, copy. I got some intel about... One of the three investor bigwigs. I feel like we should meet up to share findings and formulate a plan. Over. Sure. I mean, you could just tell me, and I can just tell Pure Care. But yeah, we can we can meet up. Where do you want to Where do you want to meet up? It would be better if we met up. I am in the art room. Where are you? Uh, we're currently in the dining hall. Okay, I'll come to you. Okay. The um, parrot mask woman is here. Okay. Uh, I know a little bit about Mr. Giraffe. I don't know where he is, but we'll, we'll formulate a plan. Over and out. Nikos is just kind of like rubbing his forehead a little bit. Sirius very casually walks over to the dining hall. Yeah, you head into the dining room, which conveniently has a large dining table with all the accoutrements of the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres? Accoutre d'oeuvres. Sirius <laughs> <laughs> waves at her friends, but before going over to them, she picks up, she plates some more food and then walks over. Yum, yum, yum. The three of you meet up. All right, so what'd you find out? Okay, so I did have to trade in the Wand of Smiles for this, which I expect to be reimbursed later, but we can talk about that at another time. Mr. Giraffe, so somebody 
try to hit on him, and all he wants to talk about is playing a game called Tanks and Airplanes. Oh. Apparently he's way into it. Do we roll like a, a charisma check and then subtract our charisma bonus to see if we know about the game? You, yeah, you, your roll has to be low enough. Uh, you can just roll a history check. Nikos is going to see if he... No, he has not. He has a five out of 20 out of knowing the game. Yeah, you're too cool for school. <laughs> you have no idea what this game is. When he was when he was young enough where it would be cool, he didn't have enough money to uh, to buy all the stuff, and then now he was working oh, on the, the figures, big man. The yeah. figures. I could just say that Sirius Sirius would know what this is. I think she's a she's a nerd. Yeah, I think in your introduction episode when we were talking about your apartment, you mentioned that you have board games on the wall. Well, if we didn't, it's canon now. <laughs> Yep, Sirius says, well, I've played a couple dozen games with some local kids from the neighborhood, and I could probably come up with enough terminology from it to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Oh, that's good, that's good, because I have never played. Uh, what about you, Hirkir? Nope, I have have no experience with anything like that. What did you learn about Parrot Lady? I, th- I think she's a, a s- celebrity of, of some sort. One of the waitresses went and talked to her and seemed all fangirly and tried to get an autograph and stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't really know who's popular these days with the kids. Yep. Me, me neither. So, but, but she didn't seem super thrilled about it, so maybe approaching in a non-fangirl way might, might, might work. It might be appreciated. Or, or at least something different. Hmm. Okay. A non-fangirl way of approaching this pop star. Like, talk to her like a normal person type thing? Do you think that would work? I, I I have no idea. Oh. I don't know anything about celebrities or making friends. Nicholas, have you ever spoken with... <laughs> a woman? <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I was going <laughs> to... A female... <laughs> Nikos just right. like stares at Sirius. Sirius did not say that. <laughs> that was that was Hirkir who said that. Uh, I wasn't doing the voice. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, have you ever spoken with anybody high up in the company or anybody of notoriety before in your dealings? I mean, yeah. As a like in the work that I did, I, I did have to interact with department heads on occasion. Okay, you're you're probably of the three of us. You seem to be the most qualified <laughs> to, to approach to, this person to to engage a person in conversation. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty low bar to clear. At this Frankly, point. yes. <laughs> okay, and so I take it you're going to take the lead on Mr. Giraffe. Yes, if there's one thing I could do, it's nerd out. Okay, and Eric here, I feel like this leads to the only logical conclusion is that you're going to hunt down a cat girl. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty logical. Okay. Hercules like looks towards the exit, kind of hesitantly, and then walks off. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> we didn't discuss. They grow so fast. Strategy with him. <laughs> you just have to talk to them. It's fine. What could Wait, go wrong? This is why we should have brought a child with us. <laughs> uh, I'm sure his natural charm will <laughs> will allow him to make. In roads with the, the cat girl. Sirius. Cat mask girl. Let's let's <laughs> Sirius cat almost woman can't. wearing a cat mask. It's, it's collaborative storytelling, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
we, we haven't hit full-on anime level yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, so yes, I, I feel like Eric here will have no trouble engaging in conversation with the elf in the cat mask. Actually, that's a, a very famous children's book in this world. <laughs> the elf in the cat mask, I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll do our best. Here, you leave the dining room and burst into the music room. There's like a like I teleported. <laughs> walk through a walk through a portal. All right, so what do I see in the music room? There's a couple of groups of people standing around, and two people catch your eye. First, you see Giraffe Mask talking to a group of ladies. Oh yeah, he'll definitely want to talk to me. Wait, I'm looking for Cat Mask. In the opposite corner, you also see Cat Mask. And she's just talking to some group. Okay, I activate my telepathy with Niklaus and say, Giraffe Mask is in the music room. Niklaus turns to Cirrus. He's like, oh, the Giraffe Mask is in the music room. The Giraffe Mask is in the music room? I'm not going to say it again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Hurecure to be subtle. I think he's got it. Are you sure? I believe in Hurecure. He's like 12 years old. Are you sure? <laughs> He's got the, the youthful <laughs> exuberance and plucky can-go attitude that it, it needs to succeed in this type of work. All right. A little Wait. bead of sweat. A little bead of sweat drops down. Here, <laughs> 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 here walks towards Cat Mask, kind of. What he tries to do casually, but it's not like super stealthy or like actually... He's flying casual without looking, um, and looking like he's trying to fly casual. What does that mean? He's heading that way, but trying not to look like, uh, like he's making a beeline or anything untoward. He's a little uncertain. Let's go that way. Let's go that way. He's, he's walking sort of uncertainly towards Cat Mask. As you head towards Cat Mask, you see that the room itself has a couple of musical instruments lying around for public use. What kind of musical instruments? The, uh, the one that mainly catches your eye is this piano-shaped instrument that simultaneously also utilizes minor illusion. Is anyone there? No, the, the seat is empty right now. Okay, Hercule pauses for a moment, looks over. Everyone else is just kind of around Cat Mask and Giraffe Mask, yes? Yeah, and there's a couple of dispersed groups that are not around okay. there. Seems like this room is the hopping one. It is hopping. Hercule suddenly thinks to himself, it might be interesting to get to see how this thing works, number one, and two, it might prove an opening to conversation with Cat Mask or the, or the other one, you know, who knows. So he kind of sees that and changes direction, or I don't know exactly how the room's laid out, but he will go over, he will go to the, uh, is there a seat, or is it? Yeah, it looks like piano with like a little like stage. He will sit down at it. You sit down at the piano and you look at its numerous black and white keys. And we cut back to the dining room with Niklaus and Cyrus. Do we have a backup plan in case, you know, gods forbid, we aren't able to charm our way into the back room? Yes, we rotate. Okay, rotate. Yes. <laughs> we like this? Try to, try to, oh no. She rotates around. Ta-da. Niklaus patiently waits for the spinning to stop. What is your intelligence? <laughs> Intelligence is 10, 11, I think. I think there might be some lingering effects from, from the... <laughs> It's all the alcohol. It's only uh, been one day, maybe two days, since I had the intelligence modifier situation. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, just bump, let's just bump it back down. <laughs> Forever. Serious impress person. 
but yeah, we strike out, then we'll try to just impress one of the other ones. Alright, I'm going in. Well, best of luck. Best of luck, we'll keep communicating via this nifty connection you've established. I have it connected with Tier Cure, and I can only do one. There's no way to connect all three of us at the same time. Magic. Okay. I don't That I don't have. Yeah, so I can only do one-to-one uh, -one communication, and I have it currently set to uh, Hercure. And, and just to be honest, between the two of you, I feel like he might need more help. Nikolaus lies bald-faced to Sirius' face. All right, I'm going in. Sirius goes in. Yeah, you head into the music room, and you immediately see that Hercure is seated in front of this magical piano. Sirius mouths, what are you doing? Not like... <laughs> She doesn't say it, but she mouths it to Hirkir. Hirkir hasn't noticed that she's here. He's very focused on the instrument. Cyrus regards Hirkir warily and scoops up some more food and walks over to where Mr. Giraffe is to listen in on the conversation that's happening. And we cut back to Niklaus. Niklaus will survey the parrot mask and whatever people they're currently speaking to and... Just try to get a, a general vibe, vibe check, I guess, for that group. Yeah, go ahead and do an inside check. Doesn't matter, because I rolled a two, so plus three is a five. Uh, am I going to spend a thing? I'm going to spend a thing. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, first feature spent of the day. Use a sorcery point to re-roll. Oh, nat natural 20. Oh, nice. Ooh. Oh. You see that parrot mask is simultaneously bored yet anxious. Anytime someone new walks in the room, she sort of anxiously twitches. Every now and then, the waitress that you saw earlier enters the room to replace some of the eaten plates, and as she does so, Parrot Mask continues to view her warily. Is she currently in a, I guess, uh, not very involved in, but adjacent to conversation with the people that are trying to like talk to her, or is she by herself? Yeah, there's a couple of people talking to her. So now Niklaus is trying to decide if he's just going to try to charm this person with his winning personality or find out whatever it is the waitress knows that's making the halfling so nervous and try to leverage that. The next time the waitress comes in to replenish, uh, Niklaus will uh, attempt to speak with her kind of out of earshot of other people. Yeah. Where are you, where are you lying in wait? I guess between the kitchen door and the main, like, food table. Yeah. A couple of minutes pass, and the, the worker enters the dining room to drop off another plate, and she starts heading back towards the kitchen. Nicholas has a quick glance around to see if anyone's, like, currently looking at him. Do a perception check. Uh, 14. Looks like the coast is clear for whatever crime you're about to commit. Nicholas will mutter under his breath and do his, his slight uh, casting with his hands out of sight of other people as he casts Detect Thoughts. And he will target the waitress as he walks up to her and says, Um, excuse me. Oh, hi. Is there anything I can get you, sir? Oh, no, I'm, I'm great. I actually was just wondering, uh, is that really who I think it is over there? For reference, Detect Thoughts has a very lengthy passage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, explaining its details. You initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature, what is most on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. 
If it succeeds, the spell ends. Either way, the target knows that you are probing into its mind. And unless you shift your attention to another creature's thoughts, the creature can use its action on its turn to make an intelligence check contested by your intelligence check. If it succeeds, the spell ends. TM. And the next paragraph's very important. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> questions verbally directed at the target creature naturally shape the course of its thoughts, so this spell is particularly effective as part of an interrogation. We cut back to Niklaus and the waitress. What did we cut from? Uh, the very long description of the spell. Oh, okay. The meta- <laughs> we, we went into the metaverse. Uh, TM. Yeah, there's just like a whole scrolling text on the screen. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. Subtitles. Yeah, it just yeah, scrolls along the bottom. It's like a weather alert. It's like the whatever the news ticker thing is called. Yeah. There's like a specific term for it. The Chiron? Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> like the action on the screen pauses and you just see this go by super fast. The worker blushes and she says, oh, no, nope. But what is she thinking? What she's thinking is this name. And it pops up in your mind. The name is Lola Brewer. Everyone write that down. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> Has Niklaus heard this name before? Do a history check. Histor- historical culture check. <laughs> oh, and that's not too bad. 17 plus 3 is going to be 20. Mm-hmm. She was a pretty well-known singer a couple of years ago, but now she's fallen out of vogue. What is, what is Niklaus's intimacy with celebrity gossip? Only so much that... What he picked up at the water cooler? That, and then also, like, I'm sure a lot of them get sponsored by big corpos and, like, do, uh, like, corporate events and stuff. And, mm. like, so that side of it. Yeah, through the grapevine. I mean, her, her old stuff was, like, pretty good. Uh-oh. Her new stuff is shit. In recent years, you've heard rumors that she's deeply in debt having attempted to start her own production company. Rumors also have it that she's been unable to find any good talent. All of it kind of flits through Niklaus's head as he responds to the waitress. Oh, it must be my mistake. I, I, for a second, I thought that was that was Lola. The waitress responds, uh, Now, uh, is there anything I can get you, sir? <clears throat> a million dollars. Actually, can you give me that, that red juice drink that was on the table? Forgot. I couldn't. I forgot what it was, but it was delicious. Of course, sir. As you watch her head towards the table, you see that she's touching something that she's keeping in her pocket. Uh oh! She did the sign alarm. It's a gun. I don't know what it is. And once again, you can sense her thinking about the singer, former singer. Yeah, Nicholas will make his way towards uh towards Lola because he's only got a minute on the spell. He's got to make a count, so he's 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 going over there. You make your approach on Lola, parrot mask. Meanwhile, we cut back to Hirker. Hirker has no real experience with musical interests, although maybe had a piano lesson once in his in his youth. But nah, he probably didn't. It's like a band and a piano with like half its strings missing. Well, no, he he did have like a real family life until his dad died. So oh, sad. Backstory. Oh. Wow, backstory. backstory. Ooh, we've dead parents. Ooh. So he sort of knows what a piano is, kind of thing. So he's going to sort of one finger somewhere in the middle and kind of play each key you know from left to right and kind of see what happens and Mm -hmm. he's kind of doing a scale but he doesn't really know enough about it to know that as a scale Mm -hmm. you start playing the magical piano and there's actually two parts to the this instrument there's a couple of 
extra foot pedals compared to, you know, the, the pianos that we know. And these foot pedals control various magitech that you can use to project illusions. So what so how it works is essentially there's the music part and then there's also a visual component as well. Uh-huh. Is there anything like if he looks at the pedals to distinguish what we would know as normal piano pedals versus visual activation pedals? Uh yeah, they're the uh the the visual pedals are much larger and okay. hard to miss. Are there like any symbols on them as to sort of determine what each one would do or is it just you know if you've sat down at a piano? <laughs> uh go go ahead and roll a musical history check. Musical capability check. Performance check? I don't know what do you want. Mm, yeah, that's a this would be this would be like more of like an intelligence thing. Okay. Though. How about we do a arcana check because this is magic related. Okay. Natural one. Oh man, you broke it. <laughs> Catches fire. I didn't do anything. <laughs> but this is just well, to figure out what the pedals are. Yeah, doing, this is just to figure out the pedals. Uh, you're not exactly sure how to work the pedals. Okay, but as he you know presses these keys down, what happens? Uh, go ahead and roll a performance check. Six. This is going great. <laughs> Uh, your scale is slightly out of tune, and mm, the rhythm is not great. Does it? Does does he recognize that it sounds like that, or does it, does it sound sort of okay to him? I would say Hugo has enough awareness of what good music sounds like. So, okay, it's uh, for everybody else in the room. It's very obvious that you haven't really touched such an instrument before if you did it was for only like a brief moment mm -hmm. it's like listening to a child right yep. <laughs> correct <laughs> yes checks out checks out play some scales on the piano heads are turning though Hercules kind of embarrassed so he just stays focused on the the keyboard he puts his left hand somewhere lower down and kind of does the same thing on the lower end of the the left side get the keyboard mm-hmm how about we do this? Go ahead and do a wisdom check. Just straight wisdom? Yeah. 15. Okay, and now we'll go ahead and roll the performance check. Five. <laughs> Just getting better and better. That's... <laughs> oh, God. You attempt the same scale at a lower octave, is that right? Yeah, yeah, like down at the far end. Mm -hmm. Music, how does it work? <laughs> well, <laughs> Herc here doesn't really know. <laughs> it's okay, I don't know either. <laughs> the The scale goes the same way, but you're starting to get it a little bit. Cool, cool. Just from repeatedly failing. <laughs> yes. Essentially, it's starting to make a little bit of sense to you. Okay. He's going to try and do something more complicated with sort of, you know, doing scales with each hand at the same time. Okay. Uh, go and do another wisdom check. 21. Mm -hmm. And... Do another performance check. Nineteen. Yeah, you're you're starting to get it now. And as you do the simultaneous scales, yeah. <laughs> and as you do the simultaneous scales, it's starting to sound better, markedly better. Hercule smiles to himself and tries to do some chords. You try a couple of chords. Uh, go and roll a wisdom check. Sixteen. Okay. Well, let me let me say the line correctly. Nope. I rolled a 16! And now go ahead and roll the performance check. Natural one. Yes. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> you completely fuck up the chords, but you get it now. Okay. Do one last wisdom check. 
22. Yeah, you get it now. Okay, he's going to to try and put it all together, sort of reaching back into his memory for like a song he remembers his his mom singing to him when he was younger, and he's going to try and play that. Okay, do you use any of the magical foot pedals? Yes, he's going to try and add that to the uh, to the event. What does the song sound like, and what images do you play? I mean, it's nothing particularly complicated, so it's probably fairly common children's song. Is it sad? Yeah, it should be a little sad. And I'm assuming that sort of building off images he's portraying in his mind type thing. So it starts off sort of an idyllic park scene. There's some greenery, there's some trees, it's sunny. There's figures playing. Some of them, you know, kind of looks like a family, but they're they're distance they're not they're not clear as to who they are or anything and then as as the song kind of gets sadder the color sort of starts to uh go towards black and white and sort of the sun and the you know the greenery kind of shrinks and kind of dies away and and sprouting out of it as as it goes is this urban decay scene you know broken windows and um you know, high-rise apartment buildings type things. It's gray, there's smoke, you know, all the figures are kind of like on street corners. There's like a broken down vehicle in the street. Like it's all dark and sort of goes towards uh, a window and there's, there's light. And as it gets to the end of the song, you know, the light dims and goes out and then everything goes to black. The song sounds sad. Go ahead and roll your performance check with advantage. 10. It sounds perfectly average. <laughs> uh, could be worse. Damn it. <laughs> it could be worse. That's, that's the thing. But the melody combined with the images is catchy. And now most of the room is focused on you, including Cat Mask. And even from here, you can see that she's looking at you with some interest. He smiles awkwardly. And... and kind of messes up a note and then refocuses on the playing. Yeah, go ahead and roll a charisma check just to see how this turns out. 19. Hey, my oh, boy. Yeah. You can't tell because of the mask, but there's some blushing involved. <laughs> wow, an elf blushing because a half-orc smile. Interesting. And the song continues for a few minutes before finally ending, and then a couple people clap. Herker kind of looks kind of surprised at himself. Looks around, stands up, gives a little bow, and uh, pats the piano, and sort of stands awkwardly for a second. Sirius mm. thinks to Nick Klaus, says, Tell Hirkir to take a bow right now before it gets too awkward. Nick Klaus hears nothing, because like he explained earlier, his interaction is only with Hirkir. Oh, I thought we were. He doesn't have. I thought we were both connected. Nope. Uh, well, he, you said you were talking to Niklaus, right? Yes, but I can only connect to one person. And oh, I thought you were connected to both. No. Oh. I I can con- I can connect to them in series, like one after the other, but I have to have line of sight whenever I change. Oh. So I I don't think he can he can't see Cirrus now because she's in. Okay, I see. The room yes. with with her so here and not in the when, room with. When her cure left, I I like switched over to him. Before he walked out. Gotcha. Never mind then. No, I think it's funny that you're you're trying to talk to me. I'm just not responding. I, I'm just ghosting you. 
But Hercule did give a little bow and look like a nervous little bow mm. to wrap up his performance. Like almost too late, but not quite. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so now Cirrus believes that she does have a connection because <laughs> <laughs> Hercule bowed yes. after, after the communication. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, this is great. Not going to go wrong at all. The party resumes. As you recover from your performance, here can we cut over to Cirrus. This is your adequately late Dungeon Master, Joey. So I know I said that we were going to go back on our regular schedule, but I was wrong and I have no idea what the plan is due to scheduling the guys. But if we're lucky, we should get some good episodes out this month. Join us next time as Hugh Nick Klaus, and Cirrus play Tanks and Aeroplanes. <laughs>